Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on Wondery Country of the Kulin Nations and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Aoife Cook. Oh, it was a great experience for me. It really lit a fire. I just felt like I was vibrating with excitement. Yes, all women live with the threat of gendered violence. But where gender meets disability, violence escalates. Community health and self-advocacy organisation, Women with Disabilities Victoria, are rolling out a three-part programme to improve experiences of women who use disability services. Offering a triad of management development, staff training and peer programmes, Women with Disabilities Victoria are forging a route forwards. Today I'm joined by four women in the studio to explore their recent projects with disability services. But first, a little about the organisation. Hi Eva, my name is Karen Howe and I'm the Executive Director at Women with Disabilities Victoria. I have a particular interest in women with disabilities as a woman who has a disability myself. I have a physical disability um, as a result of a car accident. In Australia, we have probably over the last 20 years talked about um, women with a disability because we see ourselves as women first who have a disability. So it's an organisation of women with disabilities, for women with disabilities. All of our full members are women who identify having a disability and it could be any type of disability. Uh, so from a physical, sensory, intellectual disability or um, a mental health issue um, or, you know, some women have um, chronic illness. So why and how was Women with Disabilities Victoria set up? Oh, well, we go back quite a way, Aoife. Um, it was initially set up by a group of women who were concerned that the traditional disability advocacy services weren't taking proper notice of the issues that were of particular concern to women. And so a group of women with disabilities got together in Melbourne and said, let's put our concerns on the agenda. And they were things like um, health, sexual and reproductive health and violence and abuse, um, parenting issues and family support. Um, and so that continued on for quite some years and with a lot of lobbying eventually um, the organisation was funded about 10 years ago as, a, as an operating funded organisation. And, and interestingly it hasn't really changed that much in that 20 years. Uh, so violence against women is still a significant concern in the area that we put a lot of our resources into. 
but also um, access to sexual and reproductive health and information around screening programs, health screening programs. Um, we are now, of course, really concerned that the National Disability Insurance Scheme takes account of the particular needs of women. And um, gender inequality is, uh, I guess, you know, follows on from uh, violence without um, addressing the inequalities that women face, both having a disability and being a woman. Um, we can't really address the um, causes of violence. So that's a concern. The other thing that we do is um, empower women to represent their issues in their local communities and to advocate both at the local level and the state level on behalf of the concerns that they have as women. And so we have an empowering, what we call the Enabling Women program, and uh, that's run around the state. And we, as a result of those programs, have women setting up their own little organisations of women with disabilities in their local area. So that's a fantastic program. And um, part, as part of that, we also have the Brenda Gabe Leadership Award for women um, to be nominated each year for the work that they do on behalf of other women. Great. Um, so just moving on to a different area, could you tell us about the parliamentary inquiry into disability services? Yes, so there's been a number of inquiries into um, the issues that concern women with disabilities around violence at both the state and the federal level. So with regard to the parliamentary inquiry, there's an inquiry into abuse and disability care and that um, has, um, it's a Victorian inquiry and has um, been uh, receiving consultations and submissions and is in the process of considering the concerns that, that it's been hearing. And we know that there are significant issues around institutional abuse um, from uh, demeaning and disrespect for ways of working with people right through to sexual assault and, and um, very serious forms of violence. So abuse can take the form of financial, emotional, psychological, physical or sexual um, assault and that's being considered by the inquiry and there will be recommendations brought down, we believe, in the near future um, that will seek to provide greater safeguards and um, better mechanisms to prevent abuse in the first place, but also to ensure that women who report um, disclosures of abuse or, or men with disabilities, that they're taken seriously and that there's a, a proper process for them to be um, both receiving the sort of support they need and respected, but also to make sure that um, the person who's perpetrating violence is um, uh, not in a position to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And what um, contribution has Women with Disabilities Victoria been able to make to the inquiry? So we have um, written submissions. We've um, collaborated with other organisations around their submissions, and we've um, presented the hearings to the uh, parliamentary committee and we've also had uh, the parliamentary committee visit the organisation to learn more from women about their concerns. What is your idea around why women with disabilities have been treated so badly? Well I think um, women are obviously in general um, have 
inequality, we experience inequality, we experience discrimination, and we know that women still are not in positions of power um, in this, to the same extent that men are in the community. And, of course, the whole Family Violence Royal Commission is reflecting that and talking about a greater need for gender equality to address that. So as women, we experience that. And then as people with disabilities, we experience very high levels of discrimination on a daily basis. So that can both affect um, the way people feel about themselves, but also it certainly um, affects the way the community views us. And um, so there are real issues of discrimination in opportunities for employment, in access to transport, in, um, in just ordinary opportunities to get out into the community to um, physical access, but also um, pe for people with intellectual disabilities, there's very high levels of um, negative attitudes um, and disrespect. And what's the link to violence there? So um, I guess discrimination um, creates quite a, a difference in power and opportunities for power over someone, power and control, can mean that they um, are more likely to be um, experience violence in some ways and also to be less likely to be taken seriously if they report violence. So um, what we know from our members and from research is that um, women who disclose violence from either partners or family members or it might be a service provider are often not taken seriously. Police won't take statements. Uh, they might take statements but not carry it any further because they don't believe that that's going to... Um, that the women may not be seen as credible witnesses in courts. So um, access to justice is a real issue and being able to resolve um, issues of violence in a fair and just way is much more difficult for women with disabilities. I'm Fulfi Christu. I'm the Gender Equity Program uh, Manager at Women with Disabilities Victoria. Fofi's role includes developing prevention strategies to address violence against women with disabilities, who are twice as likely to experience violence throughout their lives. Like all women who are abused, they can be subject to a host of physical, sexual, emotional and financial control. But women with disabilities are also at the receiving end of specific forms of abuse relating to disability. The withholding of equipment, food and medication, for example, forced isolation or threats of institutionalisation. Uh, I'm working on uh, what we call the Gender and Disability Workforce Development Program. It's a long name for um, basically a program that has um, quite a few components to it. So it's targeted at, at dis disability workers um, and um, senior managers and executives of disability organisations. And we offer um, a range of things to the organisations um, to look at how they, they may be more gender sensitive and responsive to women with disabilities. And it's really looking at cult cultural change in an organisation. So what we offer is a um, an actual, uh, what we call, uh, human rights and quality services. Uh, what's gender have to do with it? It's a and we offer a half day or a full day uh, leadership workshop for um, senior executives and middle managers. And then we also offer a two day 
a workshop for disability support workers on the ground working with people with dis disabilities, you know, um, so that's more direct uh, work that they do. Um, and we also offer uh, um, a peer education program that runs over a few weeks um, for women with disabilities who use the services of those organisations. And that's called um, Women with Disabilities, Our Right to Respect. So what we try and do is target all levels of the organisation so, um, and, and try wherever possible to train teams um, working together rather than individuals across a large organisation. So we try and get a critical mass trained up um, and thinking about um, the issues um, that, that are about in the intersection of disability and gender. The most important part of the program is that we had uh, have a trainer-trainer program where we um, train both uh, women with lived experience of disability and uh, violence prevention and response workers. Um, like um, They might be from women's health services or they might be from women's legal service or they might be from CASAs. Uh, centres for uh, against sexual assault. So um, they and then we pair um, those co those uh, facilitators when they come out of the training um, together. Um, so um, one of each, <laughs> and, and we do a bit of matchmaking, and um, they then um, go and deliver the program. Yeah. Well, I think we're very complementary, aren't we? So it's, it's a very yin yang, cohesive. Mm cohesive relationship I feel yeah yeah and it balances well so mm. with more so. to come mm. yes um, my name's Dagmar Jenkins I'm a counsellor advocate at the Southeastern Centre Against Sexual Assault and also project worker on the Making Rights Reality project at CCASA my name is Eva Siffis I do some work with Arts Access Victoria I run a scholarship program for them and I also help out with um, some other programs that they run and I'm also developing my own series of trainings named By Accident, which are a series of trainings for other people that have, a, that have an experience of acquired brain injury like myself. So where did you first hear about Women with Disabilities Victoria I and heard, how did you get involved? Okay, I heard about it through Simone Flanagan. Uh, she used to work at the place that I do some workout, which is Arts Access Victoria. And she informed me that Women with Disabilities Victoria were um, putting the call out for some trainers and my ears pricked up. Hmm. So I, I, called, I called Women with Disabilities and I came in for training. And what was the motivation for both of you to get involved? Why did your ears prick up? My ears pricked up. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and my ears pricked up because I've been searching for some time for where I'm headed in my life. And all of a sudden training kind of like landed on my lap. And I thought this is perfect for me because I'm a performer. I love being in front of people and I'm very staunch and, and I, and I'm a very passionate person. And I believe in, I believe i I believe in lots of things and and um, rights for women are one of the primary things and this being involved in this training has opened my eyes and educated me so much, so much so that I'm maybe a little bit too passionate now. <laughs> um, and how did you get involved? You are a staff member with CASA. Yeah, I work at South Eastern CASA. Um, I've had a fairly long 
um, collaboration with um, Women with Disabilities Victoria over a few years. I've been involved in a number of projects, so um, already knew what a fabulous organisation it is and had had really positive experiences of being involved um, in various ways in other projects. So I jumped at the chance to be able to be part of this. Before Dagmar and Eva and the other women who'd come together for this project went out to meet with services, they themselves became participants on a course called a Train the Trainer program. In this program, Fuffy and her colleagues taught the group all about violence, disability, and how to communicate the messages they wanted to communicate to the staff of disability services. So I wanted to hear a bit about that first. Oh, it was a great experience for me. It really lit a fire. I... I um, I just felt like I was vibrating with excitement for the entire day that we did it. And they were quite long days too. It was just, the the days were set up and it was like a horseshoe of, ta- of tables. And so everybody was sat around this horseshoe and just the the level of, of comments and statements and belief systems that were being thrown across this horseshoe during the day throughout the trainings they just oh, I, I, I was I was vibrating with with delight I don't know it was just fantastic to be to be in in um, in the presence of these sorts of thinkers hmm. It was very interactive and it was very um, experiential. So we worked through a whole lot of the material that we'd be presenting, um, which was fabulous because we got to give it a go and try it out. Um, So, um, and part of that was about building the relationships in the team. So for um, all the members of the group to get to know each other and have some time working together so that um, ultimately we could come up with some pairs who'd be able to do some presenting together. Ready to begin. Eva and Dagmar and the other pairs were sent out to meet with disability services and train their staff. With so much to cover, I asked, what are the core messages you wanted to communicate? I think raising awareness as to the very real um, um, discrimination and uh, Second-class citizenship, how can you say that in a nicer way? Mm. Um, um, yeah, the rungs the rungs of society and where exactly women stand on those rungs and then where women with disabilities stand on those rungs. There's an exercise that we run during the training named Step Up, Step Back and to watch the light bulbs go off in people's heads as they as they realised for the some, some some, in fact most, for the very first time um just how rampant and um some of the messages really resonated didn't they <laughs> thank you so, but that was something we talked about mm. wasn't it the doing the workshops that we'd really noticed the um participants taking on the information and then the good thing about doing a two-day workshop is that they'd go off and think about it and mm. kind of come back the next day and go you know I hadn't really thought about this from a gender lens using a gender lens before and I'm really noticing these are the things I'm doing in my life or mm. I'm noticing this with my family and kind of thinking oh 
maybe I could do something a bit different. So, so as well as people's workplaces, it really hit home mm. in their personal lives as well. Big yeah. time. Yeah. I like. I, I. I. If you could, if you could take a snapshot of the people that came in on the first day, and then superimpose that snapshot on the on on the people that come in on the second day, they're they're totally different people, and the attitude and the and the enthusiasm and the excitement and the anticipation of what they are going to learn is just so palpable and it's just brilliant to watch. Staff at Disability Services were generally enthusiastic and receptive, open to learning, but change is often gradual and power is never easily rebalanced. I asked Fuffy where the biggest challenges lay. Um, most of the time, yeah, uh, absolutely. They're receptive. They're really, they see that it fits with um, where they're heading. Uh, I I think the biggest challenge for us in this round and and, um, was slightly um, in the pilot was, you know, that the India National Disability Insurance Scheme is rolling out and and organisations, particularly in this round, are... um, I guess trying to get ready um, for to July, you know, um, to really take off, and you know, getting um, the full buy-in, and you know, that is it's quite quite resource intensive for them in terms of um, it's a it's a quite a um, solid um, partnership which has you know resources that they have to put in, and you know, we put in to make it happen. So, including. P- you know, um, paying for staff to attend, but also the backfill of staff. So, it's, you know, we've had to be really flexible and work with them, work alongside um, how how it could best work for them. So we're looking at expanding and working with um, more organisations um, with maybe um, less concentrated amount of staff, but then building that over time. Okay, so, so what you seem to be finding is that pending the very intensive resources required that the organizations maybe it is a good time for them you know they they are they are people are willing and moving in that direction yes it is and particularly with all the inquiries um that have occurred um uh, i think that's helped with the traction of i mean you know there's nothing there was nothing saying that you know gender um, I had you know is something that organisations had to take into account in terms of standards, equality, safeguards, and so that's becoming more and more now on the agenda. So that help that helps. It's you know not just that it's a good thing and here you go. Um, hey, do you, have you done anything on gender equality? The will is there, and it's about how we make it work under this very changing, um, challenging environment for which is the biggest reform that's ever happened in disability or um, the sector. Some of the participants. Um, trepidation in um, looking at how they might work with women around um, uh, having them attend say the peer education program I think um, it was it's interesting the um, in terms of fearful of what might come um, because it may raise some some issues around violence for them yeah. um, but and you know from our point of view that's a good thing for people that's an opportunity to you know the, the issues are still there they're not going to go away so I guess maybe disability workers have felt not very skilled or or uh, afraid of what might come and that they may not be able to handle it but you know this is why partnerships are with um, organizations like houses and family violence services you know can provide that support in terms of um, you know um, that that works, so which is why we've got that model for the peer education program. 
The opportunity for us all as women with disabilities to come together, listen to one another and to um, maybe create um, another, uh, to create pride in our identities of women with disabilities is for me the most positive thing and for the power that we can have when we join together collectively, the impact that we can have to make a difference, to make things better. I believe in women's rights. I believe in um, the rights of women with disabilities uh, and uh, I only think change can happen through, um, you know, that sort of collective and collegial work and collaboration. I really love the organisation and I know my CEO's here, but... <laughs> <laughs> Executive director, but anyway, and I feel very privileged to um, be probably the only women in, who work in the organisation that um, don't identify as having a disability. Great. And do you think the lives of women with disabilities have been improved because of this program? Um, my experience, I've um, been fortunate to run both the staff training and the Right to Respect program, which is um, with women with disabilities. And so having witnessed um, women um, women participating in that, and absolutely, I think, um, seeing that program run and seeing the experience women had and how positive they found it um, was really encouraging. And um, uh, there were a lot of comments around um, that sort of program needing to be available to all women in the community. So... Um, yeah, absolutely. I've seen it firsthand and I, um, in terms of the evaluation, I think that's also shown that it's positive for the disability sector, for the organisations who participated in the program. I think the potential mm. for this to make, to make real change is, 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 is clear. This is uh, an area of society that has been ignored for so long has been ignored and has been passed over and has been um, dis dismissed. dismissed. Thank mm. you, has been dismissed. And so this program is widening people's widening people's lens and and offering them a chance to 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 realize to hold the mirror up to themselves and to to realize what just just how how they are accountable for so many of these things that we are we are speaking about and i think it's really really important to um, increase awareness and that's what it's doing I never you can find out more information about women with disabilities victoria including the evaluation of this project at www.wdv.org.au The music in this week's show is from Heidi Everett. We'd love to hear your thoughts or comments about the programme, so please send an email to our new email address, womenontheline at gmail.com or give us a call at 3CR on 03 9419 you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. 
the theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Le Tigre. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.